0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we've got a crazy nuclear revenge story about getting a best friend expelled. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I told my boyfriend's wife about our affair. The process of getting revenge on my boyfriend was very easy and it was mostly because i didn't have to do it myself well technically i did get my revenge but his wife did all the dirty work i met my boyfriend when i was 22 i lived with my best friend in the house she inherited from her late mother and worked as a waitress at the local diner my boyfriend was the financial advisor to the restaurant's owner he came around frequently with his wife they even had a special table i always thought he was handsome he had such healthy hair His eyes were dreamy and his lips were so perfectly formed. Whenever he came by the restaurant alone, our eyes would meet and I'd look away quickly. I had a crush on him and all the girls at work knew that. My friend and I waited at the restaurant, but we were always on separate shifts. Our manager insisted that we had to be on separate shifts if we wanted to keep working in the restaurant. We already had a reputation for starting trouble whenever we were both on the same shifts. That worked for my friend and me anyway. We had a dog and we wouldn't have to beg our neighbors to help watch her while we were out together working. My friend was the only person I admitted to that I had a crush on my boyfriend. The other girls at work knew I admired him and all, but they didn't think it was serious. I didn't think it was serious too, until I started looking forward to him coming to the restaurant. I would even go as far as begging my coworkers to let me wait at his table. His wife was a plain looking woman, beautiful but always plainly dressed. She hardly wore any makeup too, but her skin shone. It was clear that she came from a wealthy family. One afternoon I was at the bank settling some issues when I looked to my right and saw him. He flashed me a smile and I smiled back and looked away quickly. Was he flirting with me, I wondered? It wasn't the first time we had exchanged smiles or flirty looks. I decided I was going to ask him if he was flirting with me that day. I walked up to him and said hi. Hello, I know you from the diner, he said. Yeah, are you flirting with me, I asked bluntly. He was taken aback, but he soon smiled and regained composure. Do you want me to flirt with you? That is not the question, I said. He said, well, I'm asking a new question. Do you want to? I asked, flirting back. That day we exchanged phone numbers and started to text each other frequently. He would come over to our house and I would get in his car where we'd talk for hours. My best friend called me aside after one such car rendezvous and asked what was going on. I said nothing, we're just hanging out as friends. I started to walk away, but she stopped me. You like him? I said, no. She said, I think you do, young lad. Before my friend's mom passed on, she called me young lad. Don't do that, I scowled at my friend. They said, don't do what? I said, don't use that tone and don't call me young lad. You like him, she said. Well, I kind of do, but I've always liked him. You know, I had a crush on him. She said, yeah, well, it was nice when you had a crush on him from afar. Now you see each other nearly every day. I said, would it be so bad if I liked him? What if he likes me too? She said, sweetheart, don't be naive. He's a married man. I was annoyed that my friend would speak to me like that. It was meant for her to imply that I was naive. She had been with a married man in the past, and I never judged her for it. That's bold of you to say, considering that you dated a married man, and I never judged you for it. She said, yes, I did. That is precisely why I don't want you to make the same mistakes I made. We are just friends, I assured her and left for my room. Spoiler alert, we were not just friends. Yes, at the time we hadn't hooked up, but he had kissed me once in his car just as I was about to return to the house. That day I had deliberately made my lips very inviting. I used light pink lip gloss and lined my lips well to make them look more plumpy. I knew it worked when his eyes would roam down to my lips. I felt pretty. We never talked about the kiss after that, even though the tension between us was almost palpable. On one of our regular car chats, he asked if I'd be his girlfriend. I was surprised at how direct he was, but I was glad he asked. I had fallen in love with him and assumed that his request meant he had too. I said, What about your wife? He said, What about her? I just want us to be together. I don't care if I have to leave my marriage. I'm in love with you. I said, I don't know. I don't think I could be in a relationship if I don't see a future. He said, We do have a future. I didn't respond to that. The next time we met, he took me on a proper date. We went to a secluded restaurant that was quite far from town. He told me that he and his wife were close to getting a divorce anyway and were going to make it official soon. She can't have children, he revealed. As much as I loved her and hoped we'd be together for the rest of our lives, I really want to have children. He went on to tell me about how his wife never told him about her infertility issues, even though she had known about it since she was in her early 20s. I felt very sorry for him. That night, I fantasized about us having a child together and how glorious that would be. As if the universe had planned it and wanted us to be together the next morning, he texted me about us having a child together. I excitedly told him that I thought about it the night before too. Our relationship soon got serious. He made me quit my job at the restaurant because he said seeing me at the restaurant while he was there for work made him uncomfortable i got a job at a large store very close to where my friend and i lived but i was fired because i kept calling in sick i called in sick often because the only way i could spend time alone with my boyfriend was during work hours when his wife was away at the office my best friend never openly judged me but i knew she had reservations about our relationship you know i just don't want you to get hurt like me my friend would say i would say trust me this relationship is nothing like what you had with that person He's in love with me and I love him too. I promise you he's going to leave his wife. These men never leave their wives, my friend would say softly, but I always ignored her. She would see for herself that my man was nothing like the person she used to date. Her ex was a teaching assistant in college and he was newly married. She loved him, but he didn't feel the same way about her. It was as clear as day that he had no intention of keeping her around for a long time. My boyfriend, however, had promised to leave his wife. I didn't even have to make that a requirement. He assured me that he'd leave her and even gave me regular updates on how the update went. I looked forward to being able to go out with him in public without any fear. We couldn't go out together even though he was about to get a divorce because he didn't want his wife to use infidelity against him in court. I got many jobs, but I would usually have to quit because my boyfriend needed us to be together. I had so many questions at the time, like why my boyfriend always had so much time to spend with me during work hours. Rich men were usually very busy. I didn't question him anyway because he had money, that was clear. He drove the nicest cars and wore the most expensive suits and shoes. He could also afford to send me money regularly to make up for the times I stayed off work. I wasn't just having fun with him, I looked forward to us getting married. As time went by, no divorce was happening and I became worried. Was he getting cold feet? I would ask him about the divorce and he'd look away and just change the topic. I thought getting pregnant would help him hasten the process. I got off my birth control pills and got pregnant some months later. When I found out I was pregnant, I became very worried. I wondered if he truly wanted me to be his wife and carry his child. I had heard too many stories of men going back on their promises. When I told my best friend, I didn't tell her that it was deliberate. She advised me to end it immediately and not even tell him. We're still trying to save up and return to school. You can't afford to have a baby right now, she warned. When I told my boyfriend, I expected him to be very excited, but he got really mad at me. Why would you get pregnant? Do you have any idea how dangerous that is? Are you trying to ruin me? I was shocked at his reaction. He was so angry that he left the hotel room in anger. I cried so much that day, my eyes hurt. Just as I was about to leave, I noticed that he left a small bag behind. I picked it up and checked it. In the bag was a tiny purple purse that I guess belonged to his wife. Inside the tiny purse was her work ID. I took a picture of the card and took the bag along with me. I guess my boyfriend didn't notice that his bag was missing, but when he did, he called me. Do you have my bag? He asked me. Yes, I... Before I could say anything, he hung up not long after he came over to my house i went out to see him with the bag hoping that he'd apologize take all he'd said back and we could move on he took the bag for me and told me when i was going to end it and what i could almost swear that i was dreaming he was not the man i knew you have to end it he said my wife would never forgive me if she finds out i have a love child what my lips were trembling did you not say you were getting a divorce what happened I felt stupid saying that. It suddenly reminded me that my situation was not so different from my friends after all. The only difference was that I was carrying his child. He ignored my question and said, I'll send some money for you to end it and then drove off. I sat on the front balcony of our house and cried my eyes out. My best friend was upset when I told her. She didn't say, oh, I told you so or anything like that. It's one of the reasons that she's my best friend to this day. She promised that we would deal with him together. Some days later, she came home and informed me that she had found out many things about my boyfriend. Apparently, his wife was the one with the money, her dad used to be in public office, and she's a rich lawyer. He had no serious job, and the owner of the restaurant I used to work in was probably the only account he managed. His wife's siblings are all lawyers and he'd get into serious trouble if she found out about his infidelity, and of course, he was NEVER going to divorce her. I didn't tell my best friend what I was going to do, but one afternoon, I called his wife's office. I told her assistant that I had personal matters to discuss with her. She returned my calls later, and I told her what had transpired between her husband and me. She hung up. I called her the day after, but I got no response. Her husband called me, yelling and swearing at me. He then begged me to call his wife and tell her that I was lying and only trying to get back at him for refusing my advances. I refused and told him to go to heck. I called his wife again some days later. Listen, don't ever call me again, she barked at me. You did not tell me before having unprotected sex with him, so why do I have to listen to you now? You can have that ungrateful man. I told my best friend that I told his wife, and she assured me that it was enough revenge. If she is as dangerous as the people at work say, she would leave him very miserable. I felt satisfied. It was a relief that I didn't have to do anything. My wife is leaving me, this is all your fault, my boyfriend cried one day. I had been skeptical about taking his calls, but I just decided to. She's taken everything, he cried. Well they belonged to her anyway, it's only right that she took them. I did not really know how much of a setback I had caused him until I saw him while on a job hunt with my friend. He was applying for the same job I was applying for. When he saw me, he was so embarrassed that he couldn't even stay. He left immediately. My best friend saw him and she mentioned that he didn't even bring a car along with him. We laughed so hard about it and promised to never go out with a married man ever again. I mean, I guess he definitely learned your lesson. But i think most people would agree you don't go out with a married man to begin with i guess maybe if they're like verifiably separated or something but even that's probably a little weird right our next story is i got my best friend expelled after he betrayed me daniel and i have been best friends since high school we were as thick as thieves and as close as brothers that's why his betrayal came as a shock that's why they call it a betrayal it's those close to you the ones you least expect to turn on you to end up doing just that. Well, to be fair, there were signs that should have been enough indication that his betrayal was coming, but I guess I was blindsided by years of close friendship and practical brotherhood that preceded the betrayal of my once good friend. Daniel and I first met at Courage High School. He came in as a third year transfer, literally from the other side of the country. We became best friends almost instantly. We basically liked the same things, so it felt natural. He was a fan and player of soccer that easily made the school team as I did. He also liked movies and females, so more or less a carbon copy of what I was about at that time in my young life. The first time I saw a glimpse of Daniel's treacherous nature was in my senior year of high school when Daniel broke my leg out of spite and jealousy. In high school, we were both on the soccer team. He was assigned as a defender on the team while i was an attacking player on the same team daniel always wanted to be an attacker but our no-nonsense coach had other ideas and put him as a defender on the flank it was a position he despised and never stopped complaining about but he had no choice it was either that or the bench which was the only thing that daniel despised more than playing the defensive position it's unfair nate daniel would groan I deserve to be up front scoring the goals, but that old geezer has me stuck at the back. On days like this, Daniel was irritable and insufferable. Despite this, I always did my best to console him and generally try to make him see the bright side of his soccer problems. Hey, at least you made the school team, which is not an easy thing to do, Dan. I would say as consolation, in several different ways because the complaints were annoyingly frequent. Of course, the consolation did not help. If anything, it came off a bit awkward for two reasons. First, I knew the coach was right on this one. He had all the skills and energy required to play the position, but sadly lacked enough composure and calm, calculated, on-the-spot thinking required to get the job done. The other reason was that there were people on the team that could play the position better than he ever could, and I was one of those people. It did Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite did not help when I got handpicked as the first choice striker ahead of Dan, who was once again thrown to the back of the defensive line. I was excited about getting selected and naturally, I expected my best friend to be happy that his best friend had gotten what he wanted, but Dan was salty about it. He didn't even bother congratulating me on getting picked, which hurt. It wasn't like I didn't understand his feelings about the situation and how he loathed the coach's decision. But there was little I could do about that. Even if I stepped down, he would still not get the position. There was no changing the coach's mind either. My hands were tied in the situation and I thought Dan would see that or at least let it go, especially since his best friend was involved. I didn't know that Dan had been festering some resentment at my recent promotion to the front of the squad. Of course, I should have known that he wouldn't like anyone that occupied the position he wanted, and I foolishly thought I would be the exception to his scorn and jealousy. But I ended up paying the price for underestimating the limits of his jealousy and what he would do to get even with me for what he must have viewed as a betrayal on my part. A couple of weeks passed, and Daniel looked chill about it as time passed, but I didn't know he was far from chill about it. He patiently awaited an opportunity to execute his plan for me. He got his chance during one of our training sessions. The coach split the team up and then set us to play against each other for training purposes. Dan and I had always been put on opposing sides for this training session. Like most training days, the game was fast paced and physical as the ball moved around from one part of the field to another. I have to give Dan credit for picking his moment well. I had the ball but his defensive line was good and he was determined to keep me at bay. I had scored one already and now they were full on alert and showed no openings while blocking any passing lanes I would have used to link up with my teammates. I decided to try and push through three stern looking men by myself and only succeeded in dribbling past one before the other bullied me off the ball and onto the ground. The coach's whistle didn't go off, neither did I expect it to. The tackle was hard, but legal. I made to get up and get back into the game even as the ball and the virtual attention of everyone followed the lone ball as the defender cleared it with force to the other side of the field. But before I could get up on my feet from my prone position on the grassy floor, I felt a sharp pain and a sickening crunch from the achilles of my left foot, which was my power foot. Someone had stepped hard on my heels as I attempted to get up, and once again I found myself on the floor, this time writhing in pain. The ball had left that half of the pitch, so it took a second or two for anyone to notice I was down, but my shouts and cursing soon resounded over the pitch, and the game was halted as everyone noticed that my injury was serious. Players gathered around me to inspect the damage. In a weird moment of clarity through the pain, I thought I could see Dan with a sly, satisfied smile on his lips, as his best friend dealt with what could be a severe injury and yet he smiled. It was the type of smile a villain would put on when a plan works better than they thought it would and they got away with it but the moment did not last i couldn't focus on that as the pain doubled and then tripled as my teammates tried to carefully move me off the field the pain came with a blinding white on my vision and then everything went dark when i came to i woke up on a bed and my left leg felt heavy i knew where i was in an instant The smell of antiseptic and drugs combined with the annoying creaking of a ceiling fan let me know that I was in the school clinic. All school athletes were mandated to report to the clinic periodically to make sure that they were physically fit to participate in their chosen sport. But this wasn't a routine visit to the clinic. There were only two reasons why an athlete would come to the clinic. They were either ill or seriously injured. Since I was not ill, there was only one other possibility. I looked down at my leg to confirm my fears as bitter memories of the circumstances that led me into the clinic bed resurfaced. My left leg, my power foot, was wrapped in a cast, which did not help with the throbbing pain. Mate, you got a broken leg, but luckily it's a clean break so it should heal properly with time, said Dr. Smaller, the resident doctor in the school. Dread filled my chest. What of the competition I'd spent countless training hours preparing for? My wish was to get a scholarship into a nice college, and it might never come through. I didn't know if I was brave enough to play sports again after the trauma of that pain. As if he could read my mind, or he just saw my expression and made an easy educated guess, he said, your injury is serious. You hurt your Achilles tendon. You'll find it hard to move, let alone play soccer, said Dr. Smaller, his voice tinged with sympathy. I'm sorry, you won't be able to play in the competition. After that fell news... I was in a state of shock. Some of my teammates came to check up on me, but I didn't notice how they fussed over me. I only wanted to know one thing. Who broke my leg? That was the only question I could ask. They all looked uncomfortable at the question. They didn't know. They assumed I'd gotten the injury from a fall. But I was certain someone had stepped really hard on my left leg intentionally. They thought I was just delirious from the pain, but I knew what I was talking about. They eventually left me to myself after some time. Well, not everyone left. Kurt, the school's second-choice goalkeeper, hung back while the others left. Dr. Smaller was preoccupied in his cubicle office, leaving us basically alone. I was a little surprised. I didn't really know Kurt well. Like most goalkeepers, he was a bit weird, but he was okay. He usually kept to himself and didn't talk much, especially to me. Though the most surprising part of the encounter was what Kurt had to say. I think I know who caused your injury, Kurt said in a hushed whisper. This held my attention cause apart from the fact that I'd been dying to know who cut my dreams short, Kurt had been the opposing goalkeeper in that nightmare training session. He would have had the best view of what happened. It happened fast and I only caught a glimpse of it, but I think it was Daniel, said Kurt. I almost lost it right there. Dan was my best friend. And the audacity of this guy to think my best friend would do something spiteful to his best friend was inconceivable to me. You're crazy, I said with more venom than I intended to. Dan would never do that to his best friend. Kurt looked hurt that I didn't believe him. And then he just shrugged it off and said something that shook me. Is it not a bit odd that your best friend hasn't come to visit you, said Kurt, as he made to leave. But what do I know? And then he was gone. I stayed on that bed, staring at the white walls in silence. Kurt may have left, but his words echoed in my mind. The fact of the matter was that Kurt's accusation made sense. The side of the play where the injury had happened was the position where the coach had placed Dan. Besides, Kurt had no reason to lie to me. He stood nothing to gain and everything to lose because there was a chance that no one would believe him. After all, they all knew that they were best friends. Also, although I didn't want to admit it, Dan had the motive to try and get me out of the position and steal it for himself. The more I thought about it, the guiltier Dan became in my eyes. As soon as Dr. Smaller permitted me to leave with crutches for support, I searched for Dan, who I later found in the dorm rooms just on his way out for lunch. Most of the other students had already made their way to the dining hall, so we basically had it to ourselves. Why did you break my leg, Dan? I asked in a cool, matter-of-fact manner that caught my old friend off guard. The lie was written over his face even as he tried to deny it, but he'd been my friend for a while. I knew that he got careless with information when you pushed his buttons, so I decided to push hard. You've always wanted my position as the top striker, and the funny thing is, you still won't get it because you're just not good enough. I said that, ensuring I added just enough air of superiority to make him feel like the lesser party. There was an amount of preparation that could have helped me with what came next. Dan flared at my statement. You were never good enough, but somehow coach still picked you ahead of me because you kiss butt well. Dan said angrily, seeing my shocked expression only prompted him to continue. My only regret is that I didn't break both legs, he said. I stood there stunned for a second, while I seriously considered whacking my crutches on his head. It wasn't easy resisting that urge, but the saying, revenge is best served cold, came to mind and calmed me somewhat, at least enough to walk away without saying another word. After that, my mind was fixated on how to get Dan back. The thought consumed me so much that I knew I would have no peace if I didn't get him back. Luckily, I got my chance sooner than I'd expected. It turns out that my prediction that Dan would still not get the top striker spot on the team was almost prophetic. Not only did he not get the spot, but he didn't make the lineup. He barely even made the bench. Dan didn't take this well. The word was that he had stormed out of the training ground. After hearing that news, the screws turned in my head and a solution came to my head. It really shocked me how I could devise a devious plan so fast. My broken leg was undoubtedly an inconvenience, but it paled compared to my thirst for payback. I waited until it was nighttime, then got up and made my way to the sports complex where the coach had his office. I broke the window as quietly as possible and gingerly climbed into a decent sized room careful of my bad foot. The office was filled with trophies and medals of different shapes and sizes but they all had one similarity they were prestigious awards for the school but when i was finished with them let's just say they were a shadow of their former selves i painted some slur words and some very uncomplimentary comments i could never say in front of my mother i dumped it all on the floor and what i imagined would be a hasteful exit last I dropped his phone carelessly and threw some trophy debris hard on Dan's phone that I'd gotten when I made a detour through his dormitory, where he and five of his other roommates had slept soundly and loudly. Swiping the phone from his side where he'd slept off watching something no boy under 18 was meant to watch was a piece of cake. I think the phone screen might have cracked, but he couldn't care less. Once they found the phone, they would retrieve it and trace it back to the owner who had definitely left it behind after rampaging in the office of a respected school staff. I made a detour to the locker room, where I located Dan's locker, opened it up, and dropped all my instruments of vandalism into the locker. He should have used a different combination after getting on my bad side. I walked out casually as my gait would allow and no fear of guards. The school was understaffed, and the few guards on school grounds were mostly stationed around the bursary, pantry, and the clinic to stop thieving intruders and students in search of money, food, and drugs. I made it back to the hostel and prayed that my evil plan would work by morning. To my surprise, it worked pretty well. During English class, the vice principal and a very angry coach stormed into the class, The coach pointed to dan and then the vice principal summoned him dan was bewildered but complied i instantly knew why they called dan out of class a wave of satisfaction washed over me and some of it must have shown on my face even as dan and i locked eyes just before he was ushered out he would understand why i smiled once he got to the principal's office dan was expelled for vandalizing the coach's office after evidence was found that he had indeed been involved The principal announced that it was a petty act instigated by a falling out between dan and the coach i hope dan knew i got him expelled from the school finding a new school would not be easy and even if he got in his record would keep him off any school team did i feel sorry not in the slightest he had it coming i mean i respect it i mean that's a pretty crazy level of revenge to go to but fittingly it is here in nuclear revenge Do you guys think OP went a little too far, or do you think it was warranted? I'd like to know what you guys think, but with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy nuclear revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.